Welcome to Declassified Live. I love doing this with you guys every morning. I want to talk to you guys about a couple of things today. It's going to be pretty interesting. And I'm glad you got to see me set up there for a few seconds. <laughs> We're going to be talking about Elizabeth Warren, Focahontas. Well, apparently, Donald Trump is offering her a million bucks. A million bucks. If she can prove her Native American heritage. Remember, you can always chat with me. Enrique says, good morning. Love your work, John. Enrique, good morning. Love that you watch the show. You can always chat with me <clears throat> via the chat interface there or Super Chat. You can donate a couple of bucks. You see that little dollar sign icon and your chat will jump to the top of the page, be in a big bright banner, and we will just chat about whatever you want. We're going to talk about Elizabeth Warren uh, being offered a million dollars by Donald Trump. Donald Trump Jr. earlier in the week offered her, I think, half a million. Uh, I'm sorry, $10,000. And then a couple of his buddies offered 10000 bucks on top of that. Well, the president upped the ante, President Trump, by offering a million bucks if she would to charity to prove her Native American heritage. But first, before we get into Elizabeth Warren, that's going to be a lot of Pruitt did a lot of things that I was uncomfortable with, no doubt. That Pruitt did a lot of things that I don't think an EPA administrator should have done. However, I had zero problem with him flying first class. The left made hysterical uh, problems out of everything. But I want our cabinet secretaries to fly first class. Number one, for security. Number two, because they need to get work done. If the EPA administrator is flying from Washington, D.C. to California, that five and a half hour flight, depending on where he's going on the West Coast, he needs to be able to get work done. You can't really open a laptop in a coach seat. Not to mention, do you want somebody who's, I don't know, not security cleared, leaning over your shoulder, looking into your laptop? Or are you going to buy the third seat? Well, you might as well fly the EPA administrator, and a security guy first class. That just seems like common sense to me. But liberals are hysterical about everything. Now, Scott Pruitt did a lot of other things I was very uncomfortable with. He certainly did. He did things like uh, uh, the call to the uh, CEO of Chick-fil-A for his wife to obtain a Chick-fil-A franchise. Something very, very difficult to get because they're in demand. Well, I don't think that should have been done from his government office. I think that was something that started to cross the line. So I can understand why people were upset about that. I absolutely can understand why people were upset about that one. But flying first class, using his expense account to do things that you will use an expense account for as a cabinet secretary. Now, see, I think this was just a war on a guy who was very, very conservative and went against the left-wing mafias. The left-wing mafia is complete and utter cabal on environmentalism. Because that's all this really is, right? Environmentalism is a racket. It's a profit schema concocted by people like Al Gore. Pruitt was a guy that wanted to destroy all that. And the lead sled says, Trump 2020 MAGA. I agree with you, lead. MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. I think it's going to be a disastrous, disastrous November for the Democrats. Absolutely disastrous. But the, um, the environmental lobby has always been for profit. Ever since Al Gore made that moronic movie, Inconvenient Truth, about climate change with polar bears riding, you know, ice flows, using all kinds of B-roll that had nothing to do with environmental problems. And Al Gore's worth uh, over a billion dollars now because of his environmental racket. The left has seized on that. And anybody like Pruitt who can come in, allow drilling, John Zeeland, good morning, John, allow drilling, and, and allow fracking and do all these other things and have the environment not only survive but thrive, well, that debunks that whole profit schema on the left, that whole global warming, humans are destroying the earth, 
you know, it doesn't matter how long we've been here. The Earth's been around 4 billion years. I don't think humans, the blip in time that we are, are going to do anything to destroy the Earth. And too bad. I was getting there too bad. Thank you. So they came up with these other rackets, these other schemas called carbon credits and carbon offsets and carbon taxes, which were really the Bitcoin of the, of the early 2000s. They, really, they had nothing backing them, but they convinced people to believe they were valuable. And what is it called when you play people's confidence, when you run a game that plays their confidence? Well, cut off the fittance and it becomes a con game, right? And that's all the environmental lobby ever was. It was one big con. It's all it ever was. It's all it ever will be. So a guy like Scott Pruitt terrified them. Because Scott Pruitt looked at things in their entirety and he said, well, hold on a sec. The United States has substantial, substantial oil and natural gas reserves. How did he know this? He's from Oklahoma. He was the Oklahoma attorney general. He was a guy that intimately understood the oil and natural gas game. Kim, good morning to you as well, Kim. Great to have you on. So he understood it. And he understood that you could both responsibly produce energy while at the same time conserve the environment and generate a whole hell of a lot of profit for your company and the United States of America. And so he looked at this and the president looked at this being a business guy and they said, well, there's really no reason not to do this. There's no good scientific reason not to do this. Well, the left can't have that, right? The left can't have uh, uh, you having a, um, a, a president and a, an EPA administrator that actually understand business. I mean, how absolutely dare they? How dare they do something like that? And uh, I, I, so they went nuts and Pruitt became their target. So the opposition research on Pruitt, the opposition research was like that. Mountains and mountains and volumes and volumes and volumes of information against this guy. Now, Eric Holder, let's go back to the Obama administration. Eric Holder was the only attorney general in the history of the United States to ever be held in criminal and civil contempt of Congress. The only one. Media never reported on that. Did you know that? Did you know that Eric Holder, Obama's attorney general, was the only attorney general in United States history to ever be held in civil and criminal contempt of Congress? If you didn't, if you don't dig into this stuff, if you're not wonky and you dig into this, like most people don't, you have lives and jobs and families and hobbies, you wouldn't know that. And you wouldn't know that because the mainstream media never reported on it. But Scott Pruitt, the EPA administrator, bought a pen and it was headline news, global headline news. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But they succeeded. They succeeded in destroying this guy's reputation to the point where he realized that he was becoming the story. And rule number one, when you work in politics, you work in political communications, never become the story. It's the antithesis of media, right? Here in media, we want to be the story. We bring you the story. We are the story. In politics, when you work for the president of the United States, when you're the head of the EPA, I don't care if you're the head of the FBI, the DEA, the CIA, you don't become the story. The top person, president, they're the story. When you're a comms person, you don't become the story. So Scott Pruitt became the story and it necessitated his having to resign. The president had a lot of confidence in him. But you know what? Liberals don't care about that. Liberals don't care what's good for the country. They care what's good for their agenda. They couldn't care less couldn't care less what's good for the country. And so the, um, the, uh, 
Liberal Mafia started, and they started with their hit piece, started taking their shots at this. They started pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And eventually, it worked. It started to work. And that's where the problems begin. Because when we start to allow mob rule to dictate who can and cannot serve in administrations, we digress into a third world dictatorship. We digress into a country where mob rule is more important than the rule of law. And we never, never want to be that nation. We never want to be that nation. I know I don't want to be that nation. Now, they, uh, so they think they got rid of Pruitt. Well, the deputy administrator, Andrew Wheeler, is coming in. And this is going to make their head spin. It's going to make their head spin because Wheeler is about as conservative as Pruitt. And Wheeler wasn't attorney general of a state that dealt with oil and gas exploration. No, 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 no. Wheeler was a coal industry executive. Now, there's nothing liberals hate more than oil and gas, but coal. They hate it. Oh, they hate it. And so they went from, you know, you know the old saying, better the devil you know than the devil you don't? Well, at least they knew what they were getting with Pruitt. Now, they, uh, they expended all their ammo. They ousted Pruitt. Now they've got Andrew Wheeler coming in as acting administrator. He's the deputy administrator right now. He's coming in. And uh, I'm gonna, this is going to be glorious. Because what are they going to do? Is the left going to start attacking him? Well, look, he certainly learned his lesson from Pruitt. So this guy's going to be very careful about what he buys and who he calls from his office. <clears throat> are they going to go back and say, oh my God, he was a coal industry executive. Well, he's already been confirmed by the Senate to be the deputy administrator. There's nothing they can do. So as long as Wheeler continues Pruitt's policies, continues his conservatism, continues driving the left hysterical, while at the same time keeping his nose clean and not giving them anything to bite on, they're going to lose their collective minds. They are going to lose their collective minds. Now, too bad, says, rid the country of all corrupt demon rats, even the Democrats. Yeah, look, the Democratic Party is not in sync with America anymore. They're just not in sync with this nation. They do a terrible, terrible job. They do a terrible, terrible job of uh, espousing American values. John is asking, it's off topic, but what's going on with Trudeau? Now it's the woman's fault for groping him? The guy is a wuss. When he gets accused, he's going to deflect and blame it on other people. But back on topic about what the Democrats are doing. So now in, in the case of Pruitt, they did have some opposition research on him, right? They were able to push him out the door by making him the story. But they don't have it. They don't have it on others. They don't have it on Sarah Huckabee Sanders. They don't have it on Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen. They don't have any of that. So in those cases, lunatics like Maxine Waters are putting out a call to arms. They're saying, harass them, make them unpleasant, scream in their faces when they're in public. That's insanity. That's sheer insanity. That if you work for a certain political administration, you and your family now should not be able to go and have a peaceful dinner. But I like that the right is fighting back. I like that. The right is fighting back. And the right is going to ultimately prevail. Because Americans, by and large, are respectful people. We really are. Despite what the global media likes to tell you about Americans and how terrible Americans are and how evil Americans are, Americans are respectful. Americans are, are open to debate and discourse. The left is not. That's why 
I say the left is un-American. The left wants to say, you work for the wrong president. Therefore, you deserve to be shouted down. And we saw this go even further when actor Peter Fonda called for uh, protesters to surround the schools where the children of ICE agents go to terrify the children, to terrify the parents. Then he called for Trump's young son, 11, 12-year-old Baron Trump, to be put in a cage with a pedophile. It's, it's, it's tragic. And the left wants open borders. And, and last independence thinker was saying, watch the latest black, pe- well, about Mexican politicians being killed by drug cartels. Yeah, last count, 132 politicians or candidate in, candidates in Mexico were killed, presumably by the cartels. Democrats want to open borders and bring that violence here. They truly want us to be third world. Herbo Jones says, what percent of Pruitt scandals were set, staff setups? Probably many, because even though he was a Trump appointee and his deputy Andrew Wheeler is a Trump appointee and confirmed by the Senate, a lot of that staff is still deep state, holdovers, Democrats. I don't think this president and his cabinet has allies in many, many government agencies. So I would say that it's a very uh, likely possibility, Turbo, that Pruitt scandals were setups. How did the protesters know where Kirsten Nielsen was eating? How did they know where Sarah's, well, Sarah Sanders was recognizable. But the protesters seem to know a lot of things. They seem to know a lot of things. And I think we're going to be seeing more of this violence, more of this uh, unrest directed toward Trump officials. Look, we saw the case in San Antonio where that kid was just eating at a Whataburger restaurant. And this lunatic, this lunatic runs up on him and smacks his hat out of his, grabs his hat, throws a soda in the kid's face. This kid and his friend looked like, you know, they, they, were, they were tech geeks, they looked like. Nice, they were nice kids. They weren't out there to bother anybody. They were, they were afraid. They were scared. And this lunatic, pretty well-built guy, goes and he throws soda in the kid's face, steals the kid's hat, by the way. I would have charged him, if I were the responding cop, with stealing the kid's soda and the kid's hat, I would have charged the guy with a strong-arm robbery. There's a bar in San Antonio, Texas, where this happened. Well, the video made its way to them. The perpetrator was a bartender at that bar, and that bar put out on their Facebook page that they don't tolerate that kind of behavior, and they fired the guy. That They, they want everybody to be welcome in their establishment. doesn't matter who you vote for, what you believe in, who you are. And I think that bar uh, uh, made a very good move. I think the name of the place was, was um, Rumble or Rumble, something like that. I'll dig it up for you. But... Um, Kudos to the owners of that establishment for firing the guy. But see, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The left is going to continue to do this. The left is going to continue to do this. El Dorado says liberals don't live in the real world. They are ideological idiots living in their own bubbles. Yeah, it's true. It's true. They're in those bubbles of Los Angeles, New York, Washington, D.C. And they truly believe that everybody in the country thinks like they think. That everybody is a far leftist who believes in open borders and big government. They, they really do believe that. They really do. Joe R. says on this topic, the crazier the left gets, the easier it is for us on the right to win elections. Oh, I agree. Unless you're in districts like Nancy Pelosi's out in California or Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's in New York's 14th Congressional District. Those are far left districts. Those districts love what these candidates are doing. But that's okay because they're, they're isolated districts. And there's not going to be creep over in others. These candidates, I will say most likely, can't win statewide elections. They won't be able to take red states. They're far too gone. 
Well, actually, they're too far gone. Turbo says, won't Wheeler, the acting EPA administrator, face similar staff scandals? I think they're going to be a little smarter about it now. I think he's probably going to be a little smarter than Pruitt was. They've expect, they know what's coming now. The administration knows what's coming. John Zeeland, Trump Jr. said he would get the kid an autographed hat from POTUS. Need the kid's info. That's in the works. That's being taken care of. I, I know Don Jr. I know Donald Trump Jr. And uh, great guy. As genuine, the guy you see on social media is the guy he is when you're chatting with him one-on-one. Great guy. He'll get that kid the hat. Believe me. Believe me. That kid will have an autographed hat from POTUS and probably much, much more. The Trump family actually values family. I've gotten to know from the family members uh, pretty well. And uh, what you see is what you get. There's not a lot of pomp and circumstance. There's not a lot of showmanship there. The president in private is the guy he is in public, as is Don Jr. And, and they're both very genuine, honest guys. But um, this, uh, this Pruitt thing has me bothered because it makes you wonder how many more people are going to be subject to this kind of harassment. Now, Pruitt resigned. Betsy DeVos got a security detail when she was attacked outside of his school. Kirsten Nielsen, while well, Secretary of Homeland Security, has a security detail. She has one. The... Uh, Others, like Sarah Huckabee Sanders, now have Secret Service protection. But what happens when protesters go too far? What happens if one of these administration uh, officials' family and their family are driving home and a protester throws a rock through the window of their car and they go off the road and somebody's hurt or, God forbid, killed? What happens then? And I fear, I hope we're not, I hope we're not, but I do fear we're getting perilously, perilously, perilously close to that. And it's a very, very tragic thing. Very tragic thing. Now, you move over to the president and the way he handles them. I think the president handles them gloriously. He's the president of the United States, whereas George Bush, Barack Obama, Bill Clinton had a very uh, friendly media. But Republican presidents didn't, most notably George Bush. And Republican politicians don't. But they don't care because guys like Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell, they want to be loved and adored by Democrats. So they take their hits from the mainstream media, hoping that if they shut their mouths and take more hits, well, the mainstream media won't bully them. That's really what they hope. That's really what they believe. It's, it's quite pathetic, actually. Trump doesn't do that. Trump fires back with both barrels blazing. Both barrels blazing. And then when he's done shooting, he starts punching and kicking. And this story is glorious. Donald Trump is offering Elizabeth Warren, Focahontas, senator from Massachusetts, $1 million <laughs> to prove her Native American heritage. He said, quote, but let's say I'm debating Pocahontas. I'll do this. And he probably said it like this. I'm debating. How does he? Let's say I'm debating Pocahontas. He says, I promise you I'll do this. You know those little kits they sell on television? <laughs> you know those little kits they sell on television for $2? Learn your heritage? Well, they're like $99, they're not $2. I'm going to get one of those little kits. And in the middle of the debate, when she proclaims she's of Indian heritage, because her mother said she has high <laughs> I can't even read this with a straight face. Because her mother said she has high cheekbones. That's her evidence. Well, we'll take that little kit. We have to do it gently because we're in the Me Too generation. <laughs> we will very gently take that kit and we will slowly toss it. <laughs> Hoping it doesn't hit her. 
and injure her arm, <laughs> even though it only weighs probably two ounces. And we will say, I will give you a million dollars paid for by Trump to your favorite charity if you take the test and it shows you're an Indian. And we'll see what she does. I have a feeling she'll say no, but we'll hold it for the debates. And you make no mistake. You make no mistake. Donald Trump is going to go buy one of those kids. Now, they're like 99 bucks. I've done, I've done one. There's a whole bunch, right? There's Ancestry.com. I did that. There's 23 and me. There's $99. It wasn't $2. But he's right. It's a tiny little kit. And I'm sorry. This president, he makes me laugh. But um, he shows just how preposterous these people on the left are because they, see, here's the thing that Trump is doing. Now, I truly believe Trump will probably buy the DNA kit and give it to Elizabeth Warren on stage. It will be glorious. Look, even if she doesn't, even if she doesn't claim to be of Native American descent, he should still buy the kit and do it. If she doesn't claim it on the debate, he should say, your mother said you had cheekbones. Here, here's your DNA kit. And see if she fills, if she does it. But what's glorious about this is Donald Trump isn't afraid of left-wing media. Because the, the reason that Elizabeth Warren was able to get away with saying she's part Native American and have everybody swoon over her is because the mainstream media doesn't fact-check Democrats. And Trump points out the absurdity of it all by saying, are you kidding me? Your sole evidence for the fact that you have Native American heritage is that your mom said you have high cheekbones and she heard a rumor that you might be 198th Cherokee? He's saying, no, let's prove it. Let's prove it. We've got DNA now. You want to make those claims. You want to use those claims to advance yourself politically, which Elizabeth Warren did. Those claims are now fair game. You don't get to walk those back. The only way Elizabeth Warren could walk those claims back is if she did the right thing, the ethical thing, the honest thing, and said, you're right, America. I'm not Native American. I never was. I lied. I'm sorry. But she won't do that. See, and the mainstream media the mainstream media will allow her to get away with it. And they shouldn't allow her to get away with it. That's the bigger part of the problem. The mainstream media does not fact check the Democrats. They never have. They never will. So Trump, the reason they're hysterical, the reason they don't want Trump tweeting is because Trump fact checks the media. See, this is why they're hysterical. Because what Trump is really saying to the mainstream media is, you didn't fact check Elizabeth Warren's comments. I'm going to do it. I'm going to fact check their comments. And I'm going to embarrass you in the process. So mainstream media, if I give Elizabeth Warren this DNA test and she doesn't take it, she looks terrible. If she admits she lied, she looks terrible. And you look terrible for helping to promote her lie. And if she does take it, well, it'll just be epic and glorious. Now, you know she's not going to take it, right? And Turbo Jones says, Trump has hung this around Warren's neck. Only Trump he has. And I love that he's doing it. One of the things that disappointed me the most was when John McCain in those debates in 2008 said, oh, I don't care about some washed up old terrorist. I truly believe till this day that John McCain threw the election to Obama. I believe that. I believe John McCain, who we now know is a globalist and a liberal, a far leftist, a big government statist, wanted the country to move left. But he knew he couldn't do it as a Republican president. I truly believe in my heart of hearts that he just didn't care if Obama won because he felt the United States needed a Barack Obama to move it left. And I, and I will never be able to prove that, but I truly, truly believe that. 
I find it sad that if you claim you're a Native American, you could advance your political career. Well, exactly. It should be on your credentials, on your bona fides, on your resume, on your wins, on your losses, on your experience and how you connect with Americans, on your policies. But no, no, the left is only about identity politics. Barack Obama, with his resume, never would have been a U.S. senator, let alone president of the United States, if he was a white guy named David Jones. It was that he was a black guy, <clears throat> black guy with a, with a dubious background story named Barack Hussein Obama. That was the draw. It wasn't his three and a half weeks in politics or his ability to communicate semi-well with a teleprompter. No, it was that it was identity politics. The left wanted a black guy named Hussein in the White House. That's what the left wanted. They thought that was cool and it showed America was open-minded. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez would probably not have won that district if she were a white woman with blonde hair. She might not have won that district if she were a black woman against Joseph Crowley. But being a young Latina who called herself a democratic socialist, the identity politics kicked in and she again won the district against a 10-term incumbent, far better funded, far more well-known. The mainstream media helped her. And we're going to see more and more and more of that. The Democrats don't have anything but identity politics. That's all they've got. That's all they've got. They don't have a platform. What's their platform? Harassing Trump administration employees, hating America, abolishing ICE, opening the borders, re-regulating, raising taxes, and allowing a really unfair trade imbalance. That's, oh, by the way, and they're pro-crime as well. They hate the police. That's the Democratic Party platform. So when you have no platform, when you have no message to run on, all you have left are smears and identity politics. All you've got. That's all you've got. And that needs to change. That needs to change significantly. But we need to change it, right? As conservatives, we need to change it because we're allowing this. We're allowing this to happen. <clears throat> we really are. And it's actually pretty pathetic that we are. Now, Trump is the only one. So why do I say we're allowing this to happen? Well, I say we're allowing this to happen because Trump seems to be the only one doing the fighting. The only one. You don't see Mitch McConnell pushing back. You don't see Paul Ryan pushing back. You don't see any, anybody else on the, on the right pushing back. Jim Jordan. Now, yesterday we had a problem with our stream. We had a problem with our stream and uh, I was getting the Jim Jordan. Now, Representative Jim Jordan is being, I believe, falsely accused of not reporting sexual advances toward collegiate level wrestlers at Ohio State University 20 plus years ago when he was an assistant coach. Why would he have? Number one, I don't believe Jim Jordan knew about it. Number two, these were adults. These were division one wrestlers, trained fighters. If the team doctor made an advance, you should have beat the hell out of the team doctor and dragged him bloody to the police station. Why is Jim Jordan being attacked for not reporting something that was allegedly perpetrated against guys who were his age? Why didn't they report it? Why didn't they take action? These weren't seven-year-old kids. And now the guy, a guy named DiSabato, who's making the allegations, is apparently in sports circles known as a very dishonest guy who lacks credibility. The president, again, came out in vehement support of Jim Jordan, that he believes him, he's a great guy. And let's face it, they're only going after Jim Jordan because Jim Jordan's going after the deep state, the DOJ, the FBI, and the soft coup against Donald Trump. The only reason they're going after Jim Jordan. But 
we're, we're, in, we're enduring this. The right is enduring this. And they need to stop. It's an embarrassment what people like Paul Ryan have done to Congress. It's an embarrassment what guys like Mitch McConnell have done. But I give this all back to George W. Bush. You remember the Bush administration. Helen Thomas, very old woman. She had historically been given the front row and the first question in White House press briefings. It was just understood that Helen Thomas got that. And every day, in every briefing, whether it was the press secretary or George W. Bush himself, she would ask the first question from the front row and insult the president and the administration. She was hostile. She was enemy press. And you know what they did? Not a damn thing. They let it continue to happen. Trump would have moved her to the back row. He never would have picked on her. His press secretaries never would have picked on her. And when they did, they would have treated her, were she still alive, like they treat April Ryan and Jim Acosta as hostile press. Now, going back to Jim Jordan, Adam G says, wrestlers are the roughest, toughest guys in high schools and D1 wrestlers are absolute power plants. Exactly. These are tough guys. These are strong, tough guys. If some team doctor made an advance toward them, something tells me they could have handled it. And if these were also guys who were 19, 20, 21, I took the police uh, uh, exam at 19 years old and was in the academy. While these right after college, I was the same age as these guys. I was being given a gun and a shield and being told, go protect people. These guys couldn't report a team doctor. They're blaming Jim Jordan 20 plus years later. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. No, it's just that you got it. It's the left again needing to go after somebody that's going after them. But America's not going to buy it either. We're not going to buy it either. Eric from Texas in the house. I know Eric Dondero. How's it going, man? U.S. Navy veteran. Eric, a frequent uh, buddy and debater of mine on Twitter. Glad to see you here, brother. Thanks for tuning in. But um, this is all, look, the left, they're just about identity politics, right? They're about identity politics and victimhood. And victimhood. Adam G says, LOL. They, meaning Division I college wrestlers, would throw the doctor on his head. Of course they would. Of course, this is nonsense. This is utter and complete nonsense. Eric says he voted for Sarah Palin for VP, not for McCain at the top of the ticket. Yeah, well, smart. You know, I've gotten to know Sarah. I've gotten to know the governor uh, quite well over the last couple of years. And I'll say something. She's an outstanding person, a real American patriot. And when you get to know her, what the media did to her was just an absolute tragedy. But the same thing they're doing to the Trump family. All right, so let's go to some of your comments now. And we're going to go back and forth and we'll uh, touch on a little bit of the content. But I told you I want to try a format where we're going to do content for the first half. And then we're going to talk about what you guys want to talk about for the second. Man, this half hour, this hour flies by. The first half hour is already down. Let's uh, see what Simon said. Okay, do I think Trump, Simon Reeves says, do I think Trump will pull out of NATO? No, I do not. I think Trump is, is threatening to pull out of NATO using the same tactics he's using with the tariffs. It's leverage. It's leverage to get Europe to pay their fair share into NATO. The United States can't be supporting the world anymore. Last independence thinker says race, history, and culture shaming. That is exactly what the Democrats are about. You nailed it. Race, history, and culture shaming. Embarrassed. You should be embarrassed to be a straight white male, Christian white male, right? I should be mortified to get out of bed in the morning. I should be embarrassed of my history. I should only see myself as a terrible misogynist, oppressor, racist, bigot, one step from a rapist. And God forbid, God forbid I drive a nice car or, or wear a nice watch. God forbid I do that. 
I should be ashamed of myself for working hard and succeeding. And so should all of you, by the way. Oh, and by the way, so should blacks and Hispanics who do well for themselves and wear nice clothes and buy nice cars and go to work and work hard and make a good living. They should be ashamed of themselves too because they're sellouts. They're supposed to live in poverty. They're supposed to be hooked on drugs. They're supposed to have criminal records. Those blacks and Hispanics are not supposed to succeed. They're not supposed to have JD or MD or CPA behind their name. How dare they get off the Democrat plantation, the liberal plantation? How dare they? Adam G said Sarah had an 80% approval rating in Alaska as a governor. He's one of the coolest people I've ever met. One of the nicest people I've ever met. I had the uh, pleasure of spending a lot of time with her in DC a couple of months back. And, um, did a couple of events together and, and you know, had dinners and lunches. And, and I have to tell you something, the governor is an absolutely outstanding person. I have nothing but great things to say about her. And, and it makes me even more annoyed. I'm more pissed off at what the media did to her and her family. These are very, very good people. Very good people. Heckman says, I want to say one more thing. Our government's hijacked and top politicians were bribed in many countries. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. That is true. That's true. They are bribed. Many countries around the world are very, very corrupt. Trump knows this. Trump knows this. That is why he's not playing the game. He's not playing the game. Look, the only Democrats, only liberals, only globalists would say, let's put it in simpler terms. I own a business, you own a business. I sell things to you, you sell things to me. But the things you sell to me, you charge me 50% more. I say to you, well, no, I'm going to charge you 50% more unless you stop charging me 50% more. And people attack me for that. Only globalists, statists, or morons would think that's okay. And that's all Trump's doing with the tariffs. He's saying, you charge us more for your goods. I'm going to charge you more for our goods. But hey, we could both stop charging each other more. Germany, Germany is now considering pulling all tariffs off U.S. cars. That's all Trump is doing. Now, here's another scenario. We live in two townhouses side by side. We both have alarm systems. We both are supposed to pay $50 a month for those alarms. But I pay $90 a month and you pay 10 for the both alarms because we decided to put the billing in together. Well, that's what's happening with NATO. Trump is just saying to you, pay your extra 40 bucks and let me get my 40 bucks back. That's it. And people are up in arms about this. It is so rudimentary, so simple, but they don't want you to think that. They want to tell you it's, Oh, insanely complex. And, and, and it's, that's really not what it's about. No, that's what it's about. NATO has a budget. The United States is supposed to pay this. We're paying this to cover the shortfall. And Trump is saying, well, unless we get back to paying this and you guys pay this, we're going to pull out and go it alone because you need us more than we need you. And with tariffs, it's we pay this and they pay this and he wants us both to pay this. And people are going crazy about that. It is so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Herbo Jones, should I hate Russia? Well, here's the thing. Russia, to me, is an adversary, not an enemy. We are Russia's adversary, not an enemy. The neocons, the globalists, want a shooting war with Russia. We don't need one. We have trade with Russia. We have diplomatic relations with Russia. We have commerce with Russia. We have dialogue with Russia. That drives people nuts. And you know why? <clears throat> because they know that Trump is going to take that relationship to better height. There was no Russia collusion. This is nonsensical. But why wouldn't we have a good relationship with Russia? Why? 
We hack them, they hack us. We put troops on their border, they put troops on Eastern Europe's border. It's the way the world works. It's how it works. It's leverage. It's just proving each side, hey, we're going to be there if you try to get out of line. We're not going to let you. They say it to us. We say it to them. We're both playing a little dirty in Syria. They're an adversary, not an enemy. And I don't want, I, I don't like, I despise these neocon elites who sip their demitas with their pinkies, who've never gotten their hands dirty. They never strapped on a gun. They never worked the street as a cop or put on a uniform and served in the military. Yeah, they're, they're really willing to send troops into combat, send cops into riots, aren't they? Gutless wimps, every last one of them. Gutless, gutless wimps. So let's see. Democrats agenda, demon rats. Too bad calls them. Make America a third world country. And I'm just checking my phone not to be rude, but I am... Uh, I uh, just want to check and make sure that we have no issues with our producers. We don't. We had a little stream issue yesterday, so I just want to make sure everything was looking good. On my end, it says it is, but I always like to double check that. I want to bring you guys a high-quality show. And so the, the agenda, the agenda is to weaken the U.S. Okay, varying Redbeard said if we had guns, because here in the United States, our guns mean so much to us. And it's not because we're fanatical gun nuts. I'm a hunter. I'm a shooter. I'm a collector. Okay, I enjoy my guns. My firearms are a hobby. But fundamentally, I understand that I have my guns because of what the Democrats are doing. The erosion of our constitutional liberties. See, think about this. If the government can create a massive state with regulation, okay, and oppressive taxation, what happens? They crush private industry, right? They push private industry out of existence. They usher in socialism. Well, when the government owns your businesses, you're now dependent on the government to feed you, to clothe you, to house you. Food, clothing, and shelter, the three most basic essentials for life, right? Then they take your guns. You can't rebel against them. You can't protect yourself. But think about what else the government's now done. They've given you food, clothing, and shelter, and protection. Now, you need, capital N-E-E-D, you need government. You need government. You can't ever walk back to government, disagree with government, refuse to pay government, protest against government. Say a crossword about government. They have you. They've got you by the throat. And that's what socialism is all about. Government controlling you. And that's why Americans so vehemently, vehemently support our Second Amendment, why we, we need our Second Amendment. The purpose of defects is to send money to foreign deficits, then more to foreign governments. The purpose of deficits, Nukembear says, is to send money to foreign governments for loyalty or to equalize monetary gains from one country to another. It's planned theft. I think it's even more sinister than that. The globalists want to fundamentally weaken the U.S. They want to take wealth from us and redistribute it. They want to redistribute the wealth so that Mozambique is seen as on par with the United States. It's moronic. Mauritania is seen as on par with the United States, the example president likes to use. It's idiotic. And that's what it is. That's what it is. Celio Paris says, I'm French. Careful. Save your country or you'll end up like here. Culture shaming is big in France. Please fight hard. Keep your culture. Celio, first of all, thanks for tuning in from France. Second of all, I couldn't agree more. The left wants this culture and ideological war to do what I just said. If you can get rid of the EPA administrator, you decrease oil production. When you decrease oil production, you decrease wealth. When you decrease all that, you can increase regulation. Then you increase taxation. Then you crush private industry. Then you come for the guns, you disarm the public. And again, then the government is giving you food, shelter, clothing, and protection. 
and then they've got you. <clears throat> that is the abyss. That's the point of no return. That's when you're at the point of no return. And, and let me tell you something. We were perilously close to getting there. And if Hillary Clinton had become president of the United States, if Hillary Clinton would have gotten the two Supreme Court seats that Trump now has, he's got Gorsuch, we're getting another with Kennedy. And if she would have gotten what I think will be a third, because I don't think Ginsburg will outlast Trump's two terms, this country would have irreversibly fallen off a cliff. Irreversibly. Eric says, uh, Alan Dershowitz said a liberal threatened to stab him on, in the heart for not opposing Trump. Yeah, Dershowitz has really been attacked by the left. He's been the subject of many, many attacks. Many attacks. And I think it's absolutely tragic what's happening. And mind you, Alan Dershowitz has criticized Donald Trump. He's criticized Trump. I've uh, spoken to Dershowitz several times over the uh, last uh, couple of weeks. And he's been very critical of Trump in, in many cases. He doesn't, uh, he's, he doesn't like the politics being infused in the Supreme Court pick. He doesn't believe in the need for another second special counsel. He's been very critical of Trump. But Dershowitz has been fair. He's a liberal Democrat, Dershowitz. Not a conservative Republican. He's a liberal Democrat. But he's called it like he's seen it within the, 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 uh, within the construct, the parameters of the rule of law. And for this, liberals want to kill him. They want to kill him. They're nuts. Let's see what Chaz 1422 says. The left need victims to protect so they can appear as saviors. Very true. If victims don't exist, they change the rules and use smears and slander so they can fulfill a false narrative of saving the victim. Very, very true. Very, very true. And no, cops do not kill people. Somebody made that comment, which I think, no tech, you're wrong. Cops murder people left and right and center and get away with it all the time. That is a wrong and ignorant comment. And you're believing the left-wing mainstream media. <clears throat> you're believing the mainstream media. John Zeeland says he's in his garage watching the great rebel Johnny C. Awesome show. Thank you. Do you know my family calls me Johnny? I mean, call me that when I was a little kid. Can't get away from it. My mother calls me Johnny. He said, nephew, call me Uncle Johnny. I feel like I'm seven years old, but you know what, John? You're a Johnny. You can call me John. All you guys can call me Johnny if you want. So, come Josephine says, how are they getting away with threatening and advocating, advocating violence against Trump and supporters? Because they have the complicit left-wing media enabling them. Not reporting on the fallout. Not reporting on what this is doing to the families of those politicians, of those administration officials. That's how. That's how. Ray says, because racism, yeah, that plays a part of it as well. Remember, a person of color, a Muslim, a, a person of a different sexual orientation, a transgender, under the new rules of the left, they're allowed to attack whites. Hell, they can attack straight, successful blacks and Hispanics and Asians. If you're a transgender, you can attack hetero people of any race. There are no rules on the left. There are no sacred cows anymore if you're a successful conservative or even a moderate. Hell, if you're a liberal Democrat like Alan Dershowitz who just doesn't subscribe to liberal dogma, you can be attacked. And not only can you, you can attack rather. Well, I'm sorry, you can be attacked. And if you're the liberal liberal, you can attack. And not only are you allowed to attack, you'll get cover. And not only can you be attacked, but if you dare file a police report, excuse me, you file a police report, or you dare complain. You're the oppressor now. You're no longer the victim. 
Those are the new rules from the left. Democrats want open borders. Peter House says Democrats want open borders to gain future votes. Trump 2020 cheers from Australia. Peter, thank you for tuning in from Australia. And yes, that's exactly why they want open borders. Illegal immigration and the advocacy of it is nothing more than an illegal vote schema. The Democrats, like I said earlier, have no platform. None. None. Every agenda item of the Democrats failed. Raising taxes, more regulation, open borders, hating the police, abolishing ICE. It all failed. Transgender, grown men in the bathroom with little girls. It all failed. America doesn't want it. It all failed. So now all they have are racial identity politics. Well, that's failing. What's next? Open the borders, import new Democratic voters. Doesn't matter if they're legal. Because why else would Democrats be opposed to voter ID? It is the easiest thing in the world to get identification. They don't want voter ID because they want the same illegal to be able to vote six different times in different uh, polling precincts. The only reason you'd be opposed to voter ID, because I can't think of anything more racist, anything more racist than telling a black or Hispanic American, you're too incompetent to get ID. Don't worry, we're going to go to court and protect you because you're too incompetent to get identification. If I were a minority and the Democrats told me that, I'd spit in their faces. And I've got friends, black friends, Hispanic friends, they laugh, they're like, they pull out their licenses and go, yeah, it took me like five minutes. I made an appointment in the DMV and went and got it. Even kids who aren't old enough to drive and get a non-driver ID. It's the most ridiculous thing in the world. It's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Tech man, you have seen a lot of cop murders and shootings. Where? Where have you seen a lot of cop murders? And you say you spend your life on social media, so you watch all the videos. Right, you're watching left-wing groups call legal justifiable police uses of deadly force murder. That's what you're watching. You're watching DAs charge based on politics, not the law. What you need to do is you need to watch the adjudication of those cases. When juries say, no, that wasn't murder, that was a justifiable use of force under Tennessee v. Garner or one of the other statutes and Supreme Court decisions that allow police to escalate and use deadly force. And I'm not reprimanding you. I'm giving you advice. Trust me on this. I was a street cop. The media and left-wing politicians will prosecute cops. Don't look at the stories. Look at what happens at the end of the case and ask yourself, why aren't those being reported? Why aren't those adjudications being reported? Do you know why? Because 99.9% of the time, the cops are cleared for justifiably using deadly force. That's what you're not seeing. That's what you're not seeing. You're not seeing those stories. Last independent thinker asks a great question. How can Antifa afford to travel to so many protests? Got very, very wealthy left-wing donors. That's how. Newcomb Bear says cops make split, make split second decisions. Sometimes they overreact. You don't have time to think about case law. All that matters, all that matters in a police-involved shooting or a law-abiding gun owner protecting themselves is at that split second, were you thinking that you or another was in fear of their life? And if the answer is yes, then you were justified in pulling that trigger. The, you're justified in pulling that trigger. That is the only thing that matters. At the split millisecond, you pull that trigger. Am I saving my life or the life of another? And again, if the answer to that question is yes, 
the shooting is justifiable. The shooting is justifiable. And of course, there are some bad cops out there. You see them get arrested. When, uh, when, when Michael Slater shot the guy, Walter Scott, in South Carolina, I call that a bad shooting. Uh, the cop Slater was charged with murder, manslaughter. That was a terrible shooting. When cops are wrong, I call them out. But luckily for us in this country, <clears throat> we have 700 and some odd thousand sworn gun-carrying law enforcement officers. They are very, very well trained. Very, very well trained. And we see negative incidents, very few and very far between. Statistically, almost zero. And when they happen, I call them out because they're a stain on law enforcement. Turbo donated five bucks and said, enjoy a burger on me. Thanks, Turbo. I just might do that for lunch today. I've been eating well. I'm kind of in the mood for a burger. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you tuning in every day also. And thank you that I fill a niche. I appreciate that. <clears throat> now, uh, no, tech man, you're not making yourself look stupid at all. I'm glad you raised the issue. You, you're not. You're not. And I appreciate that comment. But unfortunately, you, like many others, are getting only one side of the story from the media. And those videos they often put up to vilify police are very uh, selectively edited. Edited. So you're not, I want you to keep chatting. You've been, you've been adding something to the show today. You've been putting out great comments. So please keep doing it. But I encourage you, look at all the facts. Look, research these cases. When a case upsets you, when you see a case about police use of force and it upsets you, don't rely on the video on social media. Find out the names of the players involved, the cop, the bad guy, the prosecutor. Do some homework on that case. And I guarantee you, much more often than not, you're going to find that ultimately the police were cleared and these far left groups on social media gave you one side of the story with a selectively edited video. Lord Sango says Rosenstein's deadline is today. I believe it is. I have to double check that. It's going to be very, very interesting. Very, very interesting to see what happens there. MDMMMDLLR, I'm just going to call you MD. <laughs> it says that... Uh, Somebody has to trust in DOJ. That's pretty much entirely swampy to make that attempt. Would I trust them? No, not after the Awan whitewash. I do not trust the DOJ under Rod Rosenstein. And I say under Rod Rosenstein because Jeff Sessions, Jeff Sessions is not a, a, an attorney general of any power. He's a figurehead. Rod Rosenstein is running DOJ. John Zeland says, why isn't Soros in Gitmo? Well, he really hasn't created a crime. Uh, yeah, created, <laughs> committed a crime. Soros is a horrible guy, but all those donations he's making, they're legal. They're legal. That's why we need more on the right, more wealthy people on the right to be as aggressive as George Soros. <clears throat> yeah, Sessions MD says basically did abdicate his office. He really did. He's checked out. The guy has completely, completely checked out. It's really tragic, actually. People had high hopes for him, but uh, we need an attorney general that will actually act like an attorney general, not an attorney general who, who um, disappears when the going gets rough. Let's see. Tech Man is getting red-pilled. I hope so, but no. Tech Man uh, uh, has asked me some great questions. And listen, I don't want an echo chamber. I don't want an echo chamber. I love what Tech Man did today on the show. Put out a controversial topic, and, you know, together we can kind of do some research and get to the truth of what's going on. And again, if I see dirty cops, I'm going to be the first one to call them out. Eric asks, how does one make a 5 or $10 donation? Uh, there should be a little dollar sign icon, Eric, right under this chat uh, uh, screen. I don't know if you could see it. There's a smiley face. And to the right of it, a dollar sign, a dollar sign uh, 
icon there. Yeah, I was talking about MD. I was talking about Jim Jordan earlier, and I think it's disgraceful. These were Division I collegiate-level wrestlers who were right around the same age as Jim Jordan at the time this happened. Why didn't they report it, and why didn't they beat the hell out of the team doctor and drag him bleeding to a police station if he did this? No, I don't believe the allegations against Jim Jordan. I don't. Well, international interference in elections of foreign countries isn't really our problem. Isn't really our problem, Newcomb. I Look, Soros is an old man, and nobody's going after him. He's too powerful. He's too politically connected. It's a waste of our time. It's a waste of our time. If we're going to appoint a second special counsel, I'd rather that second special counsel be looking into the first special counsel. I'd rather them be looking into Mueller and DOJ and all of the things they did to rig the elections here. I don't really care what Soros did in other countries. Uh, very interesting. They allegedly hid to pay Christopher Steele for the dossier. It's even more interesting that allegedly none of that was ever disclosed to the FISA court when obtaining the FISA warrant, when obtaining the FISA warrant against Trump administration and campaign officials. The whole thing stinks to high heaven. The whole thing stinks. Lord Sango says Perkins Coy is behind the smearing. Well, I think Perkins Coy was the intermediary. I believe, anyway, my opinion, they were the intermediary that funneled the money from the Clinton campaign to Fusion GPS. They did what lawyers do. They held money in escrow and they paid somebody else. I don't think Perkins Coy did anything illegal. I don't think they really did anything improper. I think the Hillary campaign did. I think Fusion GPS did by trying to circumvent Federal Election Commission disclosures. But Perkins Coy held money for one entity and paid another entity. That's what lawyers get paid to do every day. Now, if they knew they were circumventing the FEC, that's a different story. Then Perkins Coy needs to be looked into. But uh, we don't know. I haven't seen any evidence on that yet. Anyone who says, Techman says, anyone who says Canada is a country of immigrants is wrong. Canadians have been here generation after generation for hundreds of years and are firmly rooted as a culture identity. Right, but you're going to be shamed for saying that by leftists like Trudeau. You're no longer allowed to have identity. You're no longer allowed to have national pride or cultural pride. That's racist. Gavin1130 asked me, John, do you think anyone from the FBI will be criminally charged? Uh, Andrew McCabe. I do think if the FBI and the DOJ want to save face and, and retain a shred of credibility, they've got to charge Andrew McCabe. They've got to criminally charge Andrew McCabe because the inspector general noted that he lied four times to federal investigators Thanks, Eric, for the donation that he lied four times to federal investigators, three times under oath. They can't charge General Flynn and George Papadopoulos and not charge Andrew McCabe. They'll lose all credibility for doing that. All credibility for doing that. So my, my money would be on Andrew McCabe being charged. Should be many more. Should also be James Comey. Now, I don't... Let me say this about Peter Strzok. He's going to be testifying... On Tuesday, the 10th, to Congress. It's going to be an open hearing. You're going to be able to watch it. We're going to be talking about that a lot on Monday and again on Tuesday. But the text messages are not illegal. However, if Peter Strzok tampered with those 302s, the witness interview um, reports, then that might rise to criminality. So right now, I'll say the two at the FBI who should be charged are Comey and McCabe for lying and leaking. McCabe has a criminal referral to DOJ from the IG. Comey has a criminal referral Department of Justice from Congress. I think if I had to say anybody at the FBI was going to be criminally charged, my money's on McCabe. My money is on Andrew McCabe because he's the guy who I think anyway is the dirtiest of the lot. 
But we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know how much confidence I have in any of this, any of this <clears throat> coming to justice. I really, really don't. It, uh, it's, it's creating a, a massive crisis of confidence and terrible morale among the, <clears throat> excuse me, among the rank and file at the FBI and the DOJ. True Tech Man says, I really wish Trudeau would step down. He has completely wrecked this country in three years. I don't think that's going to happen. Much like Obama, <clears throat> he loves his power. He loves, loves, loves his power. These uh, autocrats do. These guys envision themselves third world dictators. And it has been an amazing hour with you guys. It's blown by again like it was five minutes. You have an amazing weekend. Treat this as your second 4th of July weekend. Go nuts, party, grill, do whatever you're going to do. Go crazy. I'll be back here at 7.30 a.m. on Monday morning. I'll see you then. You have a great, great weekend.